she does she barks like a dog excellently uh, <laughs> by the pool. Now the story of an eclectic fan base who lost touch with reality and the one podcast that somehow holds them all together. It's the substandard expanded universe. Welcome to the SSEU podcast. Today is Monday, the 2nd of March. Check your calendars. And the day before Super Tuesday and the continuation of America's long national nightmare. I am Thomas, as always, joined by Chris and Ryan. Uh, the other day, when I was listening to the commentary podcast, I noticed that J-Pod has become really, really lazy with his intro. So I need to emulate someone else. Uh, so I have, I have a different pitch today. The SSEU is a one-stop shop for all your trash opinion needs. <laughs> Every day, I and other members of the Megafred produce the most garbage opinions on the web for you to browse through. Think of us like Reveler Media, but for Twitter. After you're done checking us out on the public Megafred, we hope that you stick around and join us in premium for a low monthly fee. We don't pay good people good money for the content that you hate, including the content that is making you want to throw yourself out of the window right now. We are the only mega thread on Twitter to have been endorsed by Jake Tapper. And you can find us at SSEU Podcast on Twitter. Email us at sseupod at gmail.com and soon on mikebloomberg.com. <laughs> Friends, how are you guys today? I'm doing great, Thomas. Guys, are we ready to introduce our guest? Yeah, I don't really care about how you are, Chris. I'm just excited about our guest. So. All right, Thomas, can we get some music here? No. Okay, we'll we'll, <laughs> add, in, we'll add in post. Okay. You might like Zack Snyder, but this guy's all in, even for 22% fresh sucker punch. Especially. Speaking of fresh, who among us is a Rotten Tomatoes certified critic? This guy. You have bookshelves. This guy has a whole favela. Well, he had a favela. You like Mexican food? He loves chili so much, he moved to Texas. <laughs> Walton Goggins' character in Ant-Man and the Wasp was named after him. Ladies and gentlemen, he has 64,000 Twitter followers. It's Sonny Forking Bunch! Hi. 64,000? So, how crazy are your mentions? Uh, well, I, uh, on TweetDeck, I have had to basically turn all of them off except at replies, uh, and retweets. Otherwise, it just gets to be too much. There, there, there was a guy on Twitter, I think today, is today the... Yeah. Today's or, March 2nd. March yeah, 2nd, you said it week, already. Yeah. There was a guy on Twitter who was like, nothing would make me happier than if people wish me happy birthday on Twitter. And he went from like 500 followers in a day to tens of thousands or something stupid like that. Uh, and yeah, most, most, most of those people, nuggets guy. Yeah. Most of those people will drop him once they realize he's, he's banal. He's not, you know, <laughs> fantastic like some of us. Yeah, well, I like people like uh, 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 Twitter Jack were replying to him, wishing him a happy birthday. And I'm like, don't don't reward this kind of behavior. <laughs> yeah, that is very much like the Nuggets guy, the free Nugs guy. I hate that mm -hmm. guy so much. Yeah. <laughs> the world doesn't just give you free things because you ask for it. Got to work for those Nugs. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sonny, how are you? How's Texas? Uh, Texas is good. Texas is good. Uh, sneak preview of, or well, I guess no. This is going to be a post since we're we're mm -hmm. since this is March second. You would uh, have and, seen this. Uh, uh, no, I, uh, 
I went to I went to the uh, the tax assessor's office because I had to get new license plates uh, for for my car because I you know moved. I had to like get and apparently that's where you go in Dallas to get license plates the is the tax, tax assessor's. Oh, yeah. yeah. Very weird. Very weird. The DMV is where you go for the driver's license, and apparently that's a nightmare. But the tax assessor's office was exceptionally nice. Uh, literally zero minute wait. I got right in. I like, I like had to fill my paperwork out at the counter because it was like such a such a no a no wait uh, situation, and uh, got my license plates and left. It was it was re- everything is better down here apparently. Even the bureaucracy. Uh, uh, question. Uh, if- so did did you get vanity plates? <laughs> no, no, they just had like plates in the in a little drawer, like next to the next to the the woman's desk. So she just pulled them out and was like, here "Yeah," we go. I was like, "All right." Fantastic. When I moved when I moved here, I was like expecting to get like a temporary, and they just like gave me plates like over the counter. Yeah. I was like, "What? You just have like plates back straight up plates? Like, yeah, they just yeah. here's your plates." She's got she's got a whole like drawer full of them apparently. Uh, I don't yeah. know. I actually saw into the drawer and that was the last one. So like I don't know. Maybe I got lucky. Maybe I got like the last plates for the day or something. <laughs> they, but okay, and and they're they're acceptable. They weren't ass man plates or something. I wish. Uh, <laughs> no, it, it was. Uh, it, it wasn't anything offensive. I mean, it's not as <laughs> it's not as good as like uh, you know sucker punch for life. Yeah. But I'm not. <laughs> I, I can't complain too much. When uh, I got my Arizona license, so uh, when I got my license in Oklahoma and Illinois, they just handed it to me straight there when I passed the test. Uh, but in Arizona, they had to mail it to me. And I don't know if they've like centralized the entire process because it's cheaper. They have or one something. printer. <laughs> yeah, one printer for the entire state. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I mean, was it like a real ID thing? When, when was it? Uh, last spring. So, yeah, it, it has like the – it's verified for flying. Is that real yeah. ID? Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't even know if I like will be able to get a real ID here in Texas because I like I don't know if I have like enough documents confirming that I'm a real person with a real address. Like I they were like, yeah, just bring like a water bill or something. I was like, Shit, I don't all that's in my wife's bills. name. I like I don't I uh, I have like I have two different loan documents. Can I bring that? And they're like, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Maybe. The lady at the tax assessor's office is like, I don't know. I don't know. What? Just, just make duplicates of uh, Dallas Sonnier's ID documents. Yeah, yeah, I'm actually, I'm, I'm Sonny in Dallas. Uh, <laughs> this is good, right? Uh, so, what does the, what does the Texas license plate look like? And, and do they have a slogan on there? No, um, it's just white. Yeah, it's white. just like black and white. It just has we, the numbers uh, and the letters. We used to have. Like when I moved here ten years ago, we had it's some kind of design in the background. But now, but then three or four years ago, they just went to white background, black letters. And do any states still have the raised letters and numbers, or are they all just flat now? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like, there used to be kind like of a, like a, like an actual stamp in yeah, the prison. Yeah. Yeah. In the prison where they make it, where they <laughs> stamp it down. Yeah, no, I think I think these are flat. What yeah. are the gentlemen in prison doing now? <laughs> <laughs> making making wallets. Uh, well, so Ryan, uh, la- Ryan, last week we got some big news for you. There's an Amazon Go store coming to Austin. Well, there's been an Amazon Go store, Amazon. The Go store coming to Austin for like two years. I've been waiting for it. I know the one in Seattle is opening up very soon. The one in Austin, they've been talking about it. And I've been just like, 
I know where it's going to be. It's going to be in this right outside this outdoor mall. And I've just like sat out in front of the location for like different days, just like thinking about how great it would be to go in there. But so no cashiers, no employees. Oh my God. You can buy a Bluetooth speaker and some broccoli. Yeah. Right. Just walk out like right now. Um, Sonny doesn't know, but I'm a self checkout technology expert. Like I, I, I hashtag never cashier. The idea that I wouldn't even have to deal with the self checkout attendant because right now, if you buy something like alcohol or something, they have to come over and say, "Okay, this person's over twenty one and put in their thumbprint and everything like that." But at the Amazon store, you just you just walk out. Will Will you be able to buy like liquor, like wine and stuff too, and just walk out? I have to imagine because I have to imagine it's, it like goes off of your Amazon account, and so you're probably going to. Do something with your ID to where they know whether or not you're I don't know. And so there Actually, are little like chips question. in there that when you walk out it's it triggers what you bought and, and then charges you for it. Is that yeah, the chip in my arm. <laughs> no, I'm I'm saying in the products. Don't don't be don't be ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, wait, so, so they will sell alcohol? I, I was just thinking about this. I don't know. Like, I, I assumed that they would, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess like Amazon, I've been buying things from Amazon for literally 20 years now. I've been buying <laughs> things from Amazon, like, almost long enough to be drinking, so... <laughs> well, you can like buy that. Amazon, I can, like, with Amazon Prime now, you can buy alcohol on Amazon Prime now. At least in Texas, you can. Yeah, I'm sure that's on a state-by-state basis. Note to self, I did not know that. Yeah, you can. Um, I'm not sure if it's liquor. For beer, for sure, I think liquor. Because, um, well, no, you see, in Texas, grocery stores don't sell liquor. So Whole Foods doesn't have... So so Costco doesn't sell liquor either? No. no. Um, I think they have... Some Costco's have, like, a separate separate liquor store that's separate from the grocery store because they can't have hard liquor in the grocery store they have to cut it off at like i think it's like 16 percent alcohol by volume and then it has to be only they'll, they'll sell you 16 percent uh statesman yeah <laughs> <laughs> just like they've got a black guy they're the they're, they're doing it themselves they're pouring water in there <laughs> uh, but sunny are you a big costco guy I'm not. I'm not. We we had a Costco membership for a little while, uh, and because it was just like not convenient to go to where we lived in Alexandria, that like, I mean, also it is just busy all the time. I don't. We 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 aren't Costco people. We 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 tried it. It just didn't didn't work for us. Um, is there one so convenient now, now? I have no idea. Honestly, I have no idea where. The, I'm sure there's a Costco near us somewhere, but I I just have no idea where it is. We go to the Kroger. The Kroger, like the Kroger, reminds me of Charlottesville because Charlottesville, like that is like the main grocery store. So there's like a Kroger, and then there's a Harris Teeter next to it. And if you're like fancy, you go to the Harris Teeter, and if you're like college student, you go to the Kroger. Um, <laughs> unless you're a fancy college student, I can't plenty of those. Kroger in Texas. I when I I'm from Indiana, and so there's Kroger all over in Indiana. Yeah. And the, in Austin, there are no Kroger. No, the, the, there's and Kroger. There's Kroger in Dallas and Houston. Okay. I know that much. Sonny, so one of the so I've been to DC a few times now, and the one thing that I hate about DC is traffic. So how does Dallas traffic compare to DC? Uh hard to say. I mean, Dallas traffic is bad, I think. Um, but because of where I live, so we bought a house uh that is essentially like it's on the same 
it, we're on like uh, I guess the east side of the city, uh, like within the Beltway of Dallas, so like within six thirty five or whatever that is, it goes all the way around. Um, and because of this, I actually never have to get on the highway. So oh, nice. traffic traffic for me is is exceptionally good. Frankly, it takes me like twenty to twenty five minutes to get to oh, work nice. and home from work every day. So like traffic for me is not very bad. I get the sense that traffic is very bad if you actually have to use the highway, but I don't. The, I don't have to. The, well, so one of my two worst traffic experiences in the U.S. was in Dallas on the I thirty five going through the city. Yeah. It's terrible. It's so bad. Yeah, thirty five yeah. is bad all the way up and down Texas. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I definitely like every time I get on the highway, it, it, I hit a slowdown somewhere. So I would assume I would assume traffic is bad for most people. For me, it's actually not bad. I mean, since we're kind of doing rapid fire questions for Sonny, uh, what's the bookshelf situation in your new house? Unacceptable. Okay. Unacceptable <laughs> on every level. Uh, there's like so you can actually like see. So like if I tilt this a little bit. You can see that, but this is like the only real built-in bookshelf, and it's filled with mm. children's books right now. Because yeah. I'm in, I'm in the children's. I don't know if you can see the art behind yeah. me, but this is uh, this is the children's uh, area. There's there's like another one that's over there, but like the situation is bad. All of my books are still in their boxes, uh, and and the first thing we're gonna do after we uh, fix the master bathroom, which has its own weird, unacceptable problems. Um, is put in a bunch of built-in bookshelves, and I'm just going to fill them with yeah. movies and books. Yeah. It's going to be great. Well, I mean, you kind of segue to my next question, um, talking about the master bath. How good are the toilets? I mean, uh, we don't care about the internet. Have your kids put your toilets to the test yet? Uh, one of the toilets, uh, when you flush it, it doesn't stop running unless you turn it off like at the like main valve in uh -huh. the back. Which is real annoying. Uh, so I, I when I, any anytime we we only flush that one like once every couple of days, frankly, because it's like <laughs> it's real. It's I mean we just don't use it like yeah. it, like you know. And so every once in a while I will just forget and like go in there and use it. And be like, oh, shh, shh, I gotta go turn it off. Um, so then uh, the other one is fine, kind of though it, it drains slowly. Frankly, the toilet situation is not great either. It's not great uh, now that we're now that you're now that you're making me think about it. Uh, <laughs> but but you you need G money to come just really put them to the test. Is yeah, well you know the I mean I'm, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have JVL's kid show up after like three weeks of not pooping and then we'll see we'll see how it does. See how so, it does. Um, how far to the nearest Chili's? I don't know, actually. I oh. like have not actually. So there's a there's this fantastic. Uh, I mean, there's way too much good food in Texas. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing. There's actually not a Chili's that's close, so it's not worth going to, frankly. And also, I'm 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 actually over Chili's, frankly, because Chili's abandoned me in Virginia. <laughs> there, there were literally so that's like right. <laughs> in Alexandria, there were two. There were two Chili's. There was one that was like literally like a mile from my house that we would go to, and it was fantastic. And there was another one that was in Crystal City that was uh, it was less convenient, but like still. And they closed both of them. And I was like, well, nice. fine, Chili's. Chili's. If you don't like, if you don't love me, I don't love you anymore. Okay, but if wait a second, if if Dallas restaurants were so good, wouldn't there be more of them? There are though. This is the thing: is that like everything is like a at least a small chain. There's yeah. this place. There's this place called the Taco Joint that like I went to the first day I was at work, and I, and I was like, oh look at this. There's this little hole in the wall taco place. I'm very, <laughs> I'm very like in the know. But no, <laughs> apparently there's like a dozen of them. That's happened to me so many times here. There are many chains 
all over Texas. That's like all there is. Like I remember going to Chewy's for the first time. I was like, oh, this is so cool. This is a Chewy's. There's like, you know, 30 throughout it's not the not special at all. Yeah. Right. yeah Chewy's, yeah. Chewy's, by the way. So, so when we, we drove from Alexandria to Dallas um, and uh, we stopped in Nashville and I, you know, I don't know if you guys know anything there's about Nashville, one, but it's like one there now. It's, it's, it like, you know, Nashville is like filled with fantastic restaurants and great barbecue joints, <laughs> yeah. but and whatever, and we got there, and the Chewy's was literally like a block from our hotel. And I was like, "That's where we're going for dinner. We're going directly to that Chewy's. Like, do not yeah. pass go. Do not get a cocktail at the hipster bar. We're going to Chewy's." <laughs> the hipster bar. Yeah, yeah. They're 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 in Nashville. They're they're becoming like an actual like national chain now. So they used to be only in Austin, but yeah, we went to we we used to go to the one in. Um, uh, like Potomac Mills, I guess. So like, oh, they're on the or East wherever. Coast. I didn't know they oh, were yeah. even on the East Coast. Already. Oh yeah, yeah. We we uh, my my family, we would go to the. There's one. I it's in it's somewhere near Potomac Mills. So I don't oh. I don't know if that's technically Woodbridge or what. I've I've been to Crystal City once with Shannon. We went to Jaleo. Haleo. 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 However you say that, it was great. I don't care how it's pronounced, but it was fantastic. Uh, Haleo was small plates, which I abhor. It was not cheap. Yeah, it's it's like it, it it's one of these places where you get like a bunch of stuff and you're supposed to share it with people, and that's not how it, I it, eat. Is that still a thing? Like, I'm pretty sure it, that's how the coronavirus spreads. <laughs> two years ago, tapas or small plates—they were becoming all the rage, and everyone, like everyone I knew, loved it. That sounds about right. Yeah. All right, so, uh, question: How's Mrs. Bunch liking Texas so far? I think she likes it. Uh, she gets to work from home, which is nice. Uh, she she doesn't have to she doesn't have to commute into DC anymore, which is mm. great. Uh, is she still a member of that gym? <laughs> she, I think she is actually. Uh, I, need, I I meant to, I meant to ask her if she uh, she canceled the membership when she uh, when she went when she went she was she was going to go and do it in person. I don't know that I don't know if she actually did. So I have to I have to figure that out. Pretty sure I still owe Lifetime Fitness in Indianapolis <laughs> an amount of money. Because... I'm just, I, I'm just going to cancel my friggin' credit card, and <laughs> yeah. you know, they can, they can come after me in Texas. All right, transition, uh, Chris. You, you have your new appliances. Do you have an update yeah. for us? Yeah. So I don't know if you remember when I, I told you about the new appliances coming. Um, did I tell you that that uh, one of the doors, actually two of the doors in the fridge, were damaged? No. And so they shipped us new doors for the fridge and uh, set up a time for the guy to come install them because, like, I'm not going to do that. Like, I'm not the kind of guy who can install refrigerator doors. Um, and the guy comes here, <laughs> opens them up, and what do, you, what do you think? The replacement doors have dents on them. Oh. So huge waste of time. <laughs> um, anyway, the guy who installed the, the stovetop, uh, he had to come back because that didn't fit. Um, and we came back, man, like this guy, salt of the earth, like, whew. And y- y- you know what I mean by that, right? Um, like he's racist, right? Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> that's, <laughs> you know, that's what, that's what you say about these kind of rural guys. Kind of <laughs> salt of the earth. Yeah. I've not heard that, this story. How, uh, question. How does that come up when you're installing right. a stone This talk. dude was a talker. <laughs> now, but see, listen here. The fact here. So he's. Stovetop didn't fit on a particular. He race. was telling me all kinds of stories. He was telling me a story yeah. about like why you um, when you go to the doctor you act like a dumb. 
can, can you bleep that, Thomas? I can't. Okay. Well, what does that that's, mean? That's what he told me. And then, like, he kind of looked at me. And it is. I'm sorry for saying that. I grew up in a small town. There was. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't even know. Wait, I, I'm sorry. I was. I'm confused here. He when he says you act like a dumb. Which yeah. Does that what what mean? does he mean like Indian from the subcontinent? Uh, N- Native American. Native American. Okay. But what is that? Okay. What is? I don't. I don't. Now, what it. does that I mean? Honestly, lie. don't How know what that, that reference means. But he was saying that's like, all he gave you was, he was just telling like, me a story about how he um, telling a doctor something South to a doctor cost him five thousand bucks in a surgery because something was considered a pre-existing condition when they did some eye surgery for him. I don't know how this came up, and then suddenly he's telling me about his high blood pressure and how he was on a medication for high blood pressure and how one of the side effects was ED. <laughs> I kid you not. And so he's talking to me, and he's like, he's, he's like, and I'm going to do this in his voice, because I can't, it's not going to sound right in mine. He's like, it, it's like a rope. You can pull a rope, but you can't push it. <laughs> and I, I honestly at, think he was just trying to. At what point did you say, all right, I think we're done here. <laughs> I wanted my, my stove installed. <laughs> and so he's, and so he's, he's working on this. And I think it was like, out of the goodness of his heart, he like. Uh, he, someday, if if I ever have ED, he wanted me to know I don't have to spend fifteen dollars <laughs> a pill. You can get generic ones from India for about thirty cents a pill. <laughs> Wait, India? I thought you said you he, he. Listen, you, like you said, Native talking... American. Why did he say from India? <laughs> well, well, I assume I assume if he's racist, he dislikes these... both kinds. Okay. No, but he was just he's like uh, his his. He got he got access to uh he says they're purple or, or is Viagra purple? It doesn't. I, I, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure you can get that at your nearest Amazon Go store. We're all in our thirties. We haven't gotten to that yet. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing this guy was saying, um, and 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 so this will kind of be the end of the story. Was uh he had just purchased an infrared camera. Um, which is a fun new toy for him because as he's doing installs and stuff, like he can look and see where there's insulation and where there's not. And he was just telling me how cool that was. He's like, it's like an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. <laughs> and I was like, that's a really dated reference. Did he tell you where you were missing insulation? Yeah. <laughs> he didn't bring it, but he was just telling me about this fun, uh-huh. fun new toy that, like, man. Yeah. What? I'll tell you so, what, though, like, he, he sounds great. As, Just, uh... as it being like a rope. Like, I'll never think of ropes <laughs> the same way. Um, but, so. but, so, so, Sonny, so Chris is like our, I don't know, Vic Light in that he likes to actually talk to people. So, th- does yeah. this change your position on that? Change I'm, my position I'm, on, on you're talking not, to I'm, people? Yeah, oh. I'm sorry. So, for Chris. Like yeah, no. absolutely not. I, I I've I've only met people I haven't met are just future friends, Thomas. That's the worst thing I've ever heard. This is why I like, avoid we'd, cashiers. We'd go to to restaurants with Thomas, and I would like literally tell everyone the hostess, the waitress. I was like, "This is my friend Thomas. He's from Sweden." Uh, and Thomas was just like what? beet red. <laughs> when Thomas comes here, we don't leave the house. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Transition. You have a game? I've, I've got a game for us, and this is inspired by Ryan uh, a couple weeks ago blurting out 
uh, just random guesses of athletes' ages. So this game is called Guess How Old. Oh my gosh! You guys ready? This is. Uh, question: Are any of these people dead? No. Okay. All right. Go on. All right. You guys ready? Okay. So this one is in the Thomas category. You guys can all guess, but this is kind of up Thomas's alley. Do we Des buzz Bryant. in by saying our own name? No, there's no buzzing in. Just you each get a guess. Des Bryant. How old is Des Bryant? Thirty-six. Thirty-two. Yeah, thirty-one. Ooh, Sunny Bunch. Right on. Thirty-one. Oh, what? He feels like he's dead. He's sneaky young. Is it? Is it? Thirty-one years. He's been playing in the NFL for like forty years. No, he he left college in like two thousand ten, maybe two thousand nine, something like that. You know that I hate college football, so don't bring that up. (laughs) All right, Ryan. We I've I've got I've got one for you. Austin Crozier. Oh. Uh, 47. He was an Indiana Pacer in the late 90s. I don't know if Sonny's an NBA guy, but... Mm. Uh, I mean, I would have guessed younger than... I would have guessed, like, 36. 40. 44. Mm. All right, this is this one's for Sonny. I mean, you can all guess, but this is... Sam Con Gatto. Oh, uh... Liberty U's own. So, God, he was on the team. I will guess 38. 35. I don't know who this is. Wait, Sonny went to Liberty? No, but no, he played for the he, Packers. He was, he was on the Packers. And, oh, okay. like, he had like, a say, few game stretch where he was good. He only has 972 career yards. Yeah. Um, yeah and 582 was... of those were in 2005. Yeah, so he was he on that? I guess he was. Well, yeah, I don't know. What, how old is he? Thirty-seven. I was close. Mm-hmm. What did I say? Thirty-eight. I, was, I think you were a year That's off. The closest we've any of us have got. All right, Great. Bill Russell. Sixty-nine. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> uh, uh, Seventy-four. Sixty-five. Eighty-six. Holy Oof. crap! Kate Beckinsdale. 46. Uh, Ryan, how do you know that? <laughs> what? Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> Kate Beckinsale is 46. 46. All right, Snoop Dogg. He must. And you get bonus points if you know his real name. Calvin Jones? Calvin Broadus. Calvin Broadus. Well, he must be older than I think he is. 48. No, no. The dot. Yes. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. 48. That's insane. Yeah. Lady Gaga. Oh. And bonus points for her real name. Uh, 36. Lady Gogo. <laughs> uh, 30. No. <laughs> 39. She's like 42. 33. What? Yeah, what? She's, she's like not three or four good. years younger than me. Yeah, Get no. a nap. Grab a nap. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't she have like lupus or something? Like, be nice. <laughs> I don't know. Let's step up your note is her name. Uh, Gwen Stefani. 48. Oh, she's not that old. Uh, 40, 40. 40, 40? 40. <laughs> 44. I don't know. 49. Oh, yes. Really? Really? Game. All right, we're going to switch to the big category. Lady Gaga should ask her what. Hillary Duff. I feel like Sonny might have the best idea here. Hillary Duff. Too bad Vic uh, isn't. Yeah, 35. 
39. 32. Sneaky young. Yes. All right, Thomas category, Bristol Palin. Oh, 22? No, she's older than that. How old? Oh, I don't know. You remember Sarah was running in 2008, right? Oh. Yeah. She's got to be 30. Do you remember when Andrew Sullivan had the had the conspiracy oh, that God. I was actually um, no that Trig was Sarah's or was Bristol's? It doesn't matter. It was stupid. Um, uh, she's twenty nine. Okay. I right, will do. Let's do three more. Oh my George, gosh. George Lucas. <laughs> George Lucas. Um. Sixty nine. Nice. Uh, hold on. Let me, let me, let me take an actual, uh, I would guess he is probably 77. Yeah. 70, 78. You took the, you took the, you did not do the, um, I should have done. He's one years old. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Price is right. Uh, he is 75. Okay. That's over. Uh, Kevin Spacey. Ooh. The space. I don't think we're allowed to know how old he is. <laughs> how, old. Old is how old is Christopher Plummer? He's too old. How old is Christopher Plummer? Christopher Plummer's got to be like 85, 88, yeah, something like Using that. the sound of music, what year was that? Yeah. And, and he wasn't young in it either. <laughs> like he played a strict... Uh, he was. He's 90. And um, sadly, met his demise at his own hand by slashing his own throat. He is dead. All right, good game. I, I am surprised that you didn't throw a curveball like how old is Philip Seymour Hoffman or something like that. Uh, so good job, uh, Sonny. Yeah, I want. At what point, Thomas, are you going to start making Kobe Bryant jokes? Like, boy, we haven't heard much from him lately. Let's cut that out. Uh, Sonny, uh, how was the premiere of VFW? It was good. It was a lot of fun. Uh, we, uh, uh, we 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 uh, we packed the joint. It was filled with like half vets and half uh, Fangoria people and half listeners of the Sub Beacon. Um, that, so it was that's three it, halves. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it was it was it was very full. Uh, it was overly it was full. There's full. a there's a lot of vets that are. Sub beacon listeners. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was it was a it was a lot of fun, uh, it, and it was it took place in a uh, in a in a in the theater that uh, Lee Harvey Oswald fled to after assassinating the president of the United States <laughs> in 1963. Uh, so that's uh, we're told to believe. Yeah, I mean it's 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 where it's where he was arrested as a patsy. So uh, you know. Well, I, I, you you met your double ganger? Yes, yes. It was very. That was very. It, it actually earned me a lot of uh, cred with the Fangoria people because they were like, "Holy shit, you have your own cosplayer," uh, <laughs> uh, which is like literally. He walks in. He walks in and uh, and like across from across the room, one of my coworkers is like, "Dude, he's he's dressed as your as your Abby." <laughs> From Twitter, I was like, "He sure is. He's got the he's got the cocktail glass and everything." Uh, but no, it was fun. It was nice. It was nice. So, so what is the VFW pitch? 
So VFW, the elevator pitch for VFW is basically like John Carpenter's Assault on Precinct 13, uh, but as a zombie movie, more or less. It's not technically a zombie movie. The the like uh, villains in this are addicted to an opioid type substance, which drives them mad with rage. And they, they want to kill everybody in this uh, VFW bar that because the VFW. So the VFW is like harboring somebody who has fled with all of the drugs that the, the zombie people want. Um, and the uh, members of the VFW, including uh, actor Stephen Lang, Fred Williamson, uh, William Sadler, George Went from Cheers, Norm. Norm is in this. Uh-huh. Um, and Martin Cove, who is who's actually my favorite, uh, who's my favorite guy in this, probably, who is the uh, evil, uh, he's the evil dojo head from the first and third Karate Kid movies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, he uh, he is in this as well. He plays a used car salesman uh, who is also <laughs> also in in Nam with these guys and uh, has to has to defend the the bar. It's fantastic. It's it's a lot of fun. It's like hugely gory um, and like vaguely ridiculous. I thought. I like I, I brought my wife Beth and I, I thought like she wouldn't be that into it, but she had a good time because it was like it's so over the top that it's fun. Um, so, so you know, so I... go ahead. Rob. Let me go. The, speaking of wives, I had I watched Dragged Across Conf- Dragged Across Concrete with my yeah. wife. And oh, sorry. I didn't I didn't think that. No, no, no. She actually she, uh, it's possible she liked it more than I did. She does one of her favorite movies of last year is oh, nice. I mean, nice. yeah. it was, you know, super. And I told her ahead of time, I was like, OK, I never showed you Bone Tomahawk because like I, I have nightmares about Bone Tomahawk. But um, this is made by the same people that made Bone Tomahawk. So it's really like once I told her that she was like, OK, OK, I'm ready. And but, you know, I mean, Mel Gibson, and Vince Vaughn, they're, they're they're so good in it. And that the movie yeah. is so good. Yeah. yeah, like the the chemistry between the two in that movie is is great. Uh, the the only scene that I like it it made me cringe a little bit was at the end in the parking lot when like the the truck or whatever is turned over and there's a little bit of gore. That that was the only part that I found a little. She only uh, didn't like when uh, that one the Avit brothers' wife was uh, killed in the bank. That was the only. Yeah, the Jennifer Carpenter scene. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah that one. That is like a. It, it is like a fantastic little digression that like you have no idea where mm-hmm. it's going until mm-hmm. you see you like see the van drive by in the background of the uh, of the bank, and you're like, yeah. oh, this is this is going to be bad for someone. That's a great movie. Uh, Chris Chris refuses to watch it because he doesn't think that he will he will like the. I, I so I watched Brawl on Cell Block ninety nine and like the final <laughs> scene of Vince Vaughn. <laughs> like decapitating the guy by stomping on the back of his head. That was that was a little much for me. So I'm I'm a little gun shy. I think I'll try brawl, I, but I, I or no, not brawl. You, you um, watch brawl. Drake Bone? across concrete. Um, you I'll try that. I will not watch Bone Tomahawk. No, 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 no. Bone Tomahawk is really good. There's really only one scene that's like, right. you know, uh, where Bone is used as a tomahawk. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's that's, there, that, there, but there, Bone Tomahawk, Kurt Russell is incredible in yeah. Bone Tomahawk. Like, and even just like his narrating Tomahawk instead of Brawl and Cell Block 99. Like, it's it's one of the best. Like, I like I this was way before, you know, Sonny had anything to do with Sinistate. Like, I loved Bone Tomahawk. Um, so well, it's your two favorite things. Like, 
put in one movie. Bones and Tomahawks. Bones and Tomahawks. It's the greatest crossover in movie history. All right. Uh, Sonny, can we have you quick uh, do a quick and dirty ranking of the Solar movies? Uh, my personal preference is probably uh, is uh, uh, Brawl, number one, Bone Tomahawk, number two, and Drag, number three. Um, but I would say they're all in the four to five. If we're, if we're going by letterboxed numbers, I would say they're all in the four to five star range. Back to VFW. I'm not really into horror movies. I don't really like horror. So how, like, how yeah. scary is it? Yeah, it's not really, I mean, I would say it's not really a horror movie exactly. It's more of like a siege thriller action movie. It, like, as far as the horror goes, it's more of a splatter horror movie. Like, there's like, there's like gore but it's kind of cartoonish gore like people getting like thrown off balconies and like exploding into blood when they hit the ground you know like um or like there's a scene where a guy pulls out like a concrete saw and like takes off somebody's arm and it's like it's like not really scary exactly it's just kind of gory and gross um uh and funny but i would i would say it's not like it's definitely it's not it's not like I didn't find it particularly scary. I thought it was more like, uh, like funny and over the top than than scary. Yeah, from from the uh, like, I, I haven't watched it yet, but I'd like I don't like horror movies either. But from the trailer, it seemed more just like an over the top gore movie than like a horror movie. Yeah. What I want to know: Have you seen any? Have you seen a cut of um, Run Fight Hide yet? Run Hide Fight. Uh, yeah. I I cannot talk about any of the internal uh, things. At, so you can't even say if you've yeah. seen it. I cannot. I okay. cannot. Do you quiz Phil Nobile Jr. about James Bond? I don't because I don't really like James Bond. Oh, okay. This is like this is one of my more controversial opinions. I find <laughs> James Bond to be like totally I fine I... and disposable, but like I I like don't. I only Ryan like, really liked the parkour in the first. I only like the Daniel Craig James Bonds. Um, There's parkour, but Field Nobile Jr. was one uh, was on one of my other favorite podcasts with with uh, which was the James Bonding podcast. Yeah, he's very into James Bond. He's like super into. He's like James Bond fan number one. He's got yeah, a long yeah, yeah. running thread that is just oh, like he, updates. He has, he has rankings of like um, of like villains of the bank. James Bond movies. He has like death scene rankings. He has, he has all kinds of rankings. Sonny, you don't have um, a top ten of the decade prepared, do you? I don't. I don't. don't. I didn't do one. Uh, I, I feel like I probably would have if I hadn't been busy with a million other things. Yeah. But I like. I just. I didn't do one this year. <laughs> okay. Uh, so. Uh, VFW is 83% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, which is pretty good. Uh, I can't actually find a, a showing uh, in Phoenix right now. Yeah, because... so it, we uh, there there was like a because it's a day and date movie. So like uh, basically, it is it's a movie that is on VOD the same day that it is mm. in theaters. Um, it basically gets a one week run uh, at at a at a handful of locations. So like. So um, is it is it available on Prime or something? Like yeah, that? you can you can watch you can it on rent. Prime. You can you can rent it on Prime. You can yeah. rent it on like on demand on your cable or satellite or whatever. So it okay. it is it's out there. It's available to to watch, but it is not. I don't think it's in any theaters anymore. 
All right, so can we can we talk a little bit a little bit about this? So you mentioned this on the sub beacon or back when it was the substandard, you talked about how companies like Cinestate make money. So mm. a huge portion of the revenue comes from video on demand, right? Yeah, I mean like most of it, I would say. Yeah. Okay. So video on demand and like DVD, Blu-ray releases, whatever, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And this is how the first John Wick movie made money, right? Well, I mean, John Wick got a proper theatrical release. Um, it, it didn't do a ton of business. I think it grossed, I want to say it grossed about $40 million, something like that. Um, if only there was a way we could look this up. <laughs> yeah, I know. If only a website existed that was just easy to access and was like really well designed and like <laughs> And not not annoying. Uh, Maybe the free beacon could get you an IMDb Pro. It, it didn't get bought out by Lord Beast. Yeah. I have. I actually have an IMDb Pro. The, the, this is the worst thing. Actually, is that I actually have an IMDb Pro login through my work, and it is. It, it like I wish I could just if I could buy a new IMDb Pro login that would just revert box office mojo back to its original <laughs> form, I would 100% do that. Cause like the, the IMDb Pro box office data is like horrible and clunky and hard to navigate. It's just, it's terrible. It's uh, a real, it's a real disaster. Uh, so, but like John Wick got, got a proper theatrical he said, release. He said 40. Yeah. He's right on his 43 domestic and 86 worldwide. Yeah, so it, uh-huh. it, it, it got a it, it got a decent theatrical play. It wasn't a very expensive movie, um, but it did huge numbers on DVD and Blu-ray and uh, video on demand. It like had kind of a cult following. And if you look at if you look at the numbers on John on the John Wick movies, they're actually kind of interesting because they basically the domestic gross has doubled with each release, more or less. Um, John Wick two did did eighty five or ninety or something like that, and then John Wick three did about one hundred sixty. 150, 160, that, somewhere in there. That, um, that is really rare for a franchise, right? That it keeps it is, doubling. Yeah, it is. It's it's unusual. I mean, like I think a lot of the times you see the second movie will do better than the first. Mm-hmm. It, it depends. I mean, it just depends on the movie and and the franchise and like which you know how good each of them are. But like, it is it is unusual to see that sort of like ramping growth on a mm-hmm. on a on a franchise like this. But like John, so the John Wick movies, they definitely found their audience in home uh, theaters on home sales. It's different than what Cinestate has done like with their, their movies. I mean, the, the, you know, Cinestate, uh, there were, there were very limited theatrical runs of uh, bone and brawl. Mm -hmm. The hopes had been to get dragged across concrete in more theaters. And there was a fight with Lionsgate, who was a distributor um, over final cut, basically. Um, yeah. Which, uh, which, which kind of, uh, I, my understanding at least it's all happened before I was there, but my understanding is that, you know, Lionsgate wanted them to cut 20 minutes or so out of the movie. Uh, my boss Dallas and Craig Zoller said, no, you gave us, you gave us final <laughs> cut. You gave us final cut. We, we brought the movie in uh, one minute under our promised runtime. Um, so this is, this is the movie. Um, and, and they, so they kind of they, feel long either. No, like, it doesn't really. It doesn't at all. No, um, it's it's and, it, and yeah. So I was I don't totally know. captivated the entire the entire time. Like yeah, yeah. So I can't. I don't want to. I like. I can't talk out of school. And again, I wasn't actually here, so I have no idea how it actually happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How it all went down. But like, 
that was supposed to that was supposed to have like a proper theatrical release platforming and and expanding and all that um and didn't it got kind of the same day and date thing that we see with vfw um which was unfortunate because i think i think dragged across Congaree deserved a much bigger audience than it got i mean it that is a that's a movie that should have been um you know uh an award season potential you know sort of thing and did did not get the the love it it should have um but the good news is i I think people are finding it like it's funny i have a tweet deck column search set up for basically all of the cinestate movies so like bone tomahawk and brawl and cell block 99 Mm -hmm. drag across concrete and all day i see people being like whoa i just watched drag across concrete and it's like it's dark man but i loved it you know or like people like oh i finally watched bone tomahawk that scene that scene so like it's hey, a, i mean i feel like bone tomahawk like other than that one scene is a really like like there's nothing over the top i don't feel like it's know, over the top gory other than you know, that one you know what's interesting about bone tomahawk and what is like kind of underappreciated i think is how um it i think it is harrowing uh, in 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 the way that it shows Patrick Wilson's character, mm-hmm. like kind of limping along, and like yeah. like that is actually like harder to watch, I think, than you know the infamous scene, like I, him just like yeah. him him just like like struggling to to get to his his wife who has been has been captured by these troglodytes is like the hardest hardest thing to watch in the movie. I mean, no one wants to see the Ocean Master like limping and just emasculated like that. Yeah. It's really depressing. I don't get that reference. But I mean, <clears throat> uh, no, I, I mean, Patrick Wilson is great. Uh, I mean, I, Bone Tomahawk is my favorite Cinestate movie, and then Dragged is, is right is right below it. But all right, so so uh, I have a question. So I recently watched Twenty One Bridges. Uh, have you seen that, Sonny? I have. Uh, what what did you think about it? Twenty One Bridges is like kind of a weird movie in that it basically feels like a long Law and Order episode, um, <laughs> but it but it is also the sort of thing that you used to see you used to see like all the time in the eighties and nineties, right? It's like mm-hmm. it's like kind of a it's 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 a high concept like standalone um, action thriller type movie, um, which is so when, he, when the police are doing their police work, no one stops working to answer the questions. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> basically, basically. But it's like it, it but it like has this like kind of interesting high concept that like, okay, there's a robbery and we're gonna shut the city down until we find him. Um but it but it, but it also it, it's a very <laughs> we're gonna shut movie. down immigration until we can find out what the hell's going on. <laughs> exactly. Exactly the you know, they're gonna stop the coronavirus from getting into New York City. Uh, it, Thomas uh, We are the counting we are the dudes counting podcast. Yeah. Did, did you count the bridges? Oh, I, I counted them. There are 21 bridges. Okay. Uh, they actually use it. Like, there's this scene where, uh, uh, like, uh, the, the robbery happens and the, the uh, policemen are killed. And it's sort of like for dramatic effect. They're like, we're shutting down the 21 bridges or something like that. <laughs> Whatever the line is. That's the, the name movie. of the movie. Oh, you have to get the name of the movie. You have in, to get it, you have to get the it somewhere in the script. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, people will be confused. Like, why? <laughs> Why didn't they say 21 Bridges? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but so uh, a long Law and Order episode doesn't really sound like a ringing endorsement of the movie. 
Yeah, I mean, it's fine. Is the thing is like it's it's totally entertaining. It's not it's not long, which is nice. It was like a hundred minutes, a hundred and five mm-hmm. minutes, which I like actually really appreciate. Like I, I'm gonna have to go see the Invisible Man tomorrow, and I probably won't go be, be able to go until like the <laughs> 10 p.m. <laughs> showing, and then I'm not gonna be able. So I won't get home till like 12:30 at night. Sorry, time. <laughs> what I don't know what time it is. Uh, the but the. But the uh, but I'm uh, I'm like I'm dreading that, dreading that. So, so do you, do you it's think, fine. It's, do you think it's, it's totally fine. Do you think that Chadwick Boseman um, has a future as a leading man? Like not necessarily a movie star, but like is he gonna is he gonna be in other big yes. movies like Twenty One? Yeah, yeah. I mean, or he there, is Black Panther. I mean, <laughs> I mean outside of Black Panther, he's like Jackie I'm Robinson. He's uh, thank you for telling me his his. Wasn't he, wasn't he James Brown in that movie too? James, wasn't he a James in a James yeah, Brown movie? He's he was he was the guy who played the biopic, you know, of any African American. He was like, <laughs> let's get let's get Chadwick Boseman. Is there a dead American African American? Because we can get this British guy to play him. <laughs> <laughs> all right, um, all right. So so quick transition. Uh, because we are starting to run out of time. Uh, we asked on a recent podcast, we asked listeners for movies that have really low Rotten Tomato ratings, but that they love. So unsurprisingly, uh, Jason Cooper sent us a bunch of them that are just <laughs> seemingly <laughs> terrible. Of all the bad movies. <laughs> but we asked uh, Sonny to pick one that was considered rotten, which is uh, under 59%. Is that it? Under 60% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Right. And which one did you pick, Sonny? I picked Under the Silver Lake, which is one of my favorite movies of last year. I loved it. Where, where on your 2019 list? Did I think you... it was number two. I think I had that at number yeah, two. Yeah, it was really high. So Captain Marvel and then that? <laughs> yes, right. It was Number one was Captain Marvel, number two, uh, Under the Silver Lake. Right. So, so my first question, actually. Uh, number three, start... Alita, battling. <laughs> Do you know if Vic uh, saw Under the Silver Lake? Has he seen it? I don't. I don't think he has because I was trying to. I was trying to talk them into doing an episode, uh, and they. I, I don't think they were. They were into it. Um, it, the problem with the so it would fail at least two of Vic's quadrants. <laughs> yeah, but it, it was too there's long. Nudity. <laughs> there's, there is. There is. Nudity, and there's violence, but it's, but it's too long it's, and it's, it's complicated. Yeah. It's kind of old nudity. I think it like, gets like. Vic has an age range from from news, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, he definitely. It, it would not be like necessarily to his taste. It's not Molly Ringwald in the 1980s. <laughs> I, I uh, my wife and I are both Andrew Garfield stands, so we 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 liked it a lot. All right, because so, he was in it. So, uh, spoiler warning from from here on out. So, so Sonny, what is, what is this movie about? <laughs> Uh, Under the Silver Lake is about uh, is about the the sadness of modern existence. Yeah, <laughs> that's no. I mean, I, like you could you, there's there, you there. It, it is a it's a it's kind of a neo noir mm-hmm. wrapped in a uh, wrapped in a like comment on um, uh, you know hipster culture or whatever, but also like through the lens of hipster references that are like 10 years out of date, which is weird. Like, so like somebody, somebody talking about the movie was like, yeah, I mean like David Robert Mitchell, who's a director, 
like basically wrote the Andrew Garfield character as himself, but he's like 10 years older than Andrew Garfield. So like, or like 15 years older. So it like, it doesn't, so a lot of the references don't, don't quite work. Um, but, uh, it is, uh, it, 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 it is a movie about, uh, a, a person with mental illness who, uh, tries to find reasons outside of himself, why his life doesn't make sense to him. Um, and, and the conclusion of the film, uh, or the concluding conversation of the film that he, he, he gets on the phone and he's talking to someone. I don't want to spoil the whole thing. He's on the phone talking to someone and this person is like, you know, how are you doing? And he has this kind of like moment where his voice breaks and he's like, not great. And like, that is the whole movie right there for me. The, 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 everything else, all of the red herrings, and all of the kind of ridiculous ideas about uh, Los Angeles and all of the great scenes that are, there's this one fantastic scene where Andrew Garfield's character goes and meets this character called the songwriter. (laughs) And it is, uh, it is, it's like the best scene of any movie last year. Yeah. Um, uh, And it's just him. It is, it's this like, I mean, it's, it's this like weird, ridiculous, fanciful idea of this kind of immortal songwriter character. Who's like, I, I'm the man who wrote the songs for your childhood. I, when you lost your virginity, that was me you were listening to. But, and it, and it like, it, 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 it is like over the top and all that. But like, uh, at the end of the day, what the movie comes down to is, is, uh, um, it, it is, it is a movie about a person who is trying to figure out why his life doesn't make sense. And finally realizing it doesn't make sense because he, uh, needs to like accept personal responsibility for it and for himself. Yeah, so that's so, why I recommend it to everyone. It's yeah, it's. But it, there are yeah. a lot of red herrings on along the way. Sure, so many, sure. so many. So I, I went in completely cold. I I knew nothing except for the fact that I knew that Sonny likes it. I know that Chris hates it. Uh, I didn't know anything Chris, about the plot. Chris hates it because he was watching it on the treadmill at his gym. <laughs> And As movies saw, are supposed people to saw all the nudity that he was, people just thought he was a pervert. That's the only reason Chris hates it. I tried to, so I tried to watch that movie in my office at the Free Beacon. <laughs> the first, the first, and I, so I tried the to, opening, it, and yeah, it's just I boobs. Put it, I, I put it on my TV, right? And I was like, okay, I gotta stop watching this here. I can't, I can't, and then I started watching it on my laptop, and that's like, and that seems like furtive way. and yeah. uh, even shakier. <laughs> Yeah, and you it's go like, from like old lady boobs on the veranda to like younger lady boobs, like, um, yeah. like yeah. The way it opens is I'm glad I stopped when I did. There's a lot of nudity in the uh, in the opening few moments. Yeah. yeah, no, but but so I had no idea where it was going, uh, and I think that made the movie interesting to me because I'm the kind of person who I avoid trailers of movies I know I'm going to see because I don't want to know anything about the plot. I want. The movie to surprise me. Shut up, Ryan. And so I had no idea where this movie was going after an hour. Like I had no clue. There were so many red herrings. I had after no two I, hours. Or after I, two hours and twenty minutes. Yeah. <laughs> like this really dislikable. Uh, he's not even a protagonist. Protagonist lead was going around town doing nothing. He wasn't trying to get. You thought Andrew Garfield was dislikable up to the point where he met the songwriter because. No, I, I didn't I, like him at I any point with him. Okay, well, yeah. I connected with him, like, throughout the whole movie. Of course you did. 
He won me over when he beat the shit out of those kids. That was like the, that was like, he's beating up children. Why, why would I not? But Ryan, like you, you beat up a dog. You just have yet to leave out the part that it was a pit bull that was attacking a woman, but yes. Okay. But, but so so you're the dog dog. murderer. You're the dog murderer and you just are angry that you haven't worked up the courage to punch kids. (laughs) <laughs> so, hashtag life goals, Andrew Garfield. A skunk sprays him, and the rest of the movie, everyone tells how much he stinks. Chris asked me if I found it funny, and I think that it has some really good lines in it that are, like, laugh-out-loud funny, or, like, scenes. So, we talked, uh, before we started recording, when Chris got on, uh, the, the line that Andrew Garfield has about the homeless. Yeah. I wrote that one down. That one was good. <laughs> so, like, a homeless guy, like, Andrew, Andrew Garfield has no money. You know, of course, and um, this homeless guy asks for money, and he's like, "No," and and they walk, and the guy, the homeless guy, like harasses him. He's just like yells at him, and, and Andrew turns to this girl that he's into, and he says, "I know it's not okay to if I say this, but I fucking hate the homeless. <laughs> Everybody says we've got to take care of them, but I think they're fucking bullies." <laughs> and then, and then two minutes later, um, she looks at him and she says, "I think I'm being followed." I wanted it to look like we're here to screw. And he, he, he looks like her at her and says, we're not. <laughs> oh, we're not. Yeah. I, uh, and, yeah. I, and the way he says it is really funny. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, there's, there, and there are, there are all sorts of like great little performances like Patrick Fischler, um, who is like the conspiracy theorist comic book artist. Yeah. Uh, yeah. is, yeah. is fantastic. And like whoever that is, I think it's just like a random guy playing the songwriter. Jimmy Bob scene, is his name. That whole scene Jimmy is Bob. is is great, yeah. and it has like it has these like I, I I don't know how you guys felt about it, but like the the like um what's the frequency Kenneth uh like dancing <laughs> scene? It was like it, it went, again once again this is one of these things where it's like okay David Robert Mitchell is like writing this character fifteen years too old because like yeah. there's no way any like you know twenty seven year old is like. Yes. Yeah. yes. REM monster the, is my the jam. REM, the REM, the hit REM single from the monster album uh, is, is the thing that is going to get me on the dance floor with this woman. Uh, but, uh, but no, I, I, I just, I, I love everything that, that is like kind of weird and idiosyncratic about it. Uh, and, and again, I love the fact that he kind of like discovers that he is right, that there is like a massive conspiracy, yeah. uh, like, in the world that is that is just like like right under the surface of everything and it like doesn't change the fact that he's just kind of a miserable person because that's internal so uh, there's uh, there's one scene that i love uh, that was like really interesting and i don't know sort of how, how i imagine hollywood to be uh, when they go to the party at the purgatory and there's this balloon girl and people balloon are girl I love Balloon Girl. <laughs> it's just She's... it's just a great scene. And he receives a cookie ticket for a different event later, like a few days after that. That is that is actually like literally what LA is like. This is so a friend <laughs> I have you know, I have friends out in LA who watched it and were like, This this movie is such a tourist movie because it's like they go to all the places that you go the first time <laughs> in your LA and you're like, it would be cool to shoot there, like the standard hotel was like, Yeah, but it looks it looks pretty cool though. Right. I mean, like, I don't know. And they give you uh, a cookie and they say, This is your ticket in, don't take a single bite. But then when you get there, you have to eat it. 
but not no, all. You're, you're only supposed to take a bite. He eats the whole thing <laughs> yeah, and then he, he gets sick. Yeah. After dancing to what's the frequency, Kenneth? Yeah. You guys are just talking me into watching this movie again. It's so I so I watched the first time I watched it. I was kind of like, ah, that's okay. And then the second time I watched it, I was like, holy shit, this is actually like great. And then the third time I watched it, I was like, this is maybe the most genius uh, uh, thing that I've I've ever seen. I've I I, I want to watch it. And once I unpack all of my DVDs, I'm almost certainly going to watch it again. That is a DVDs. lot of time committed because like the movie is really long. <laughs> So to yeah. watch it, it didn't time. feel like so I was into it even before I know like Chris doesn't doesn't think it picked up steam until he meets the songwriter but again I, I don't know like my wife and I are both kind of like not damaged people but damaged people <laughs> so like even before that like we were into it and then to me it just like it went from really good to even better after the whole songwriter conspiracy theory thing. So, uh, and, and I think Andrew Garfield is great. Like, I think he, I, I think he's really good. So, so is the reason that he keeps getting these women, even though he smells like a skunk, just that Andrew Garfield has really great hair. Yeah. He's just, he's just a beautiful person. It's like, they, I mean, everything, he, everything comes, comes naturally to them. He might, he might, he might have a little Michael Fassbender in him, too. So. He's a tripod. Mm-hmm. You're a you're a Riley Keough fan, right? Yeah. Did, uh, did you feel like she was underutilized? In the, I mean, I, I thought she was like perfectly fine in that role. I mean, that role is like it's kind of a thankless role yeah. because she she all all she really is is a mystery to him. Right. Uh, like motivates him to keep him going. So like, there's there's not really a whole lot for her to do in there. Um, she does she barks like a dog excellently uh, <laughs> by the pool. So like I like I can't complain about that. Um, I but I do like Riley Keough. She was she was really good in um, Logan, Logan Lucky. Lucky. She's like yeah. my favorite thing about Logan Lucky. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, wasn't Logan oh. Lucky the one movie that year that Vic hated? Or something. No, that was Widows. That was Widows. Oh, Widows, okay. that's right. Yeah. He, he hated Widows. <laughs> he hated Widows more than he's hated anything else we've watched, I think. <laughs> Except for the Beach Bomb, maybe. He hated the Beach Bomb, God. Daniel Craig's accent in Logan Lucky or um, uh, Knives Out, which is better. Uh, they're both terrible. They're both <laughs> I terrible. I was confused. Um, he lost his spider-man powers for the whole movie <laughs> well no he has the spider-man he's he the spider-man sticks to his hand remember <laughs> yeah so it was in and out okay yeah okay so it's like it was like toby the toby mcguire one where he's kind of like in and out with the powers yeah so two or three I think it's the second one it would have been better with zendaya we should uh, probably let sunny go here soon but uh, so one last question uh, i assume that all of the people who listen to this podcast already know what Rebeler Media is. Would you care to make a pitch for it? Yeah, sure. Rebellermedia.com is your one-stop shop for all your film writing needs. That was a very nice intro that you wrote. <laughs> uh, I, uh, yeah, Rebeller, uh, so Rebellermedia.com is what I do now. It's like my day job. The, the first two hours of my day I spend reading uh, like the Hollywood trades and various other uh, news outlets and like kind of aggregating um, the like 
best Hollywood news for the for the day, uh, and that 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 goes on like the top part of the website. It's basically the way I describe it is the Drudge Report, but for movies. But I don't mean that as in like it's conservative right, news. Right. I mean like right. like you click on it and it takes you somewhere else. Which yeah. is like the it, the genius thing about Drudge is that it's just headlines yeah. and you know great aggregate. Um, um, so, uh, yeah, that's what, that's what I do for the first part of my day. Second part of my day is usually editing, um, the original stories. So like, uh, today we had, uh, like a 2000 word piece on Dashiell Hammett's, uh, Red Harvest that is basically like how it kind of like set the stage for the modern anti-hero in films and, 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 um, uh, other media and and it is it like it was actually a really interesting piece to edit because I didn't know some of the stuff like I knew for instance that um, uh, that fistful of dollars uh, Sergio Leone got sued by Akira Kurosawa because he had ripped off Yojimbo um, but I, I actually <laughs> I didn't I didn't know that Yojimbo had actually been uh, uh, it was based on this book Red Harvest so like it like anyway it's like little interesting things like that. Uh, in this essay and and uh when did you say that uh, piece was published last week that was published yes that was published last week <laughs> uh today's march 2nd uh you, oh, look I, we we we, I, we understand that when you create a website with a paywall uh which you you know you can save 15 percent on if you uh, use the code sub beacon was it a hard decision for you to leave the free beacon and go do this or was it always like was is this uh, like your dream job this is, I mean, this is in many ways my dream job. I would say, like, I, I had never really, I, it, it was a, it, it was an, it was an unusual way to get to my dream job. So, like, I always used to joke with people that, uh, you know, you know that scene in Office Space where they're talking about like, what would you do if you if you won the lottery, right? Like, and like, and like, and you know, one of the guys is like, I would invest the money, Emma, and then Diedrich Bader's character is like, two chicks at the same time, like this. <laughs> This website is basically my two chicks at the same time. Like I would, I would always like, I would always be like, if I won, you know, like the three hundred million dollar Powerball, I'd put it in the, I'd put it in a trust, I'd put it in a no tax trust, so the government couldn't get any of it, and then I would like use it, right and then I would, I would use, I would spend like five million dollars in grants a year to like start a start a website. I don't have five million dollars here, but you know, um, I, I have enough to to kind of uh, put put something together, which is. I don't know. People seem to be enjoying it. So how much did you get to kind of curate what your job is? I have a lot of free reign in terms of like who I publish and what sort of stories we publish. But, um, but if, so if, they, if they hired you with this idea to launch this website at yet to be named, which became Rebeller. Is that more or less they yeah, had an yeah. idea of what they wanted you to do? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the the like bare bones of it was kind of in place, like what the what the website would kind of would kind of look like and what what sort of features it would have and that sort of thing. Um, uh, you know, there there are other things that we would uh, hopefully we will eventually, you know, get around to, to doing. I mean, like I at one point we were talking about doing like a nationwide film screening series, like going to different cities and like being like an evening with Rebeller and it would be like, nice. you know, we'd go to New York city and like Craig Zoller would be there and we'd, we'd show bone Tomahawk or something and like have a discussion afterwards. You know, I don't know, something, something like that. Um, or, or maybe we'll to see Sioux that's Falls or, you know, yeah, just anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Sioux Falls. Sure. Sure. Right. That's <laughs> big, big Rebeller audience. There. Uh, 
it was it was it was very weird uh because i like i was a fan of you know bone tomahawk and brawl and cell block 99 and then yeah. dragged across concrete you know i reviewed that before um you know being in, in talks uh to 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 join up um so it was like i already really liked this this outfit anyway um yeah. you know i had talked to dallas for i had interviewed him for a piece for the washington post and he just called me up one day and was like, hey, you want to come do this thing? I was like, sure, let's, <laughs> let's do it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> How hard was it to leave the free beacon? It was hard because, I mean, I'd been there for seven years. Um, I'd been there since the beginning uh, yeah. and like kind of, you know, built it up. But uh, I knew Matt was on the way out um, uh, and, uh, and, it felt, and he, it felt like a good time to, to, to move on. And you can't have a lady editor in chief. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's. <laughs> The bears. <laughs> <laughs> Across the movie aisle is is, is still oh, so yeah. new and in, in my habits. Like on Monday morning when I look at my podcast and it pops up, I'm like, oh, like I like I get like this jolt of excitement, like because I forget that that's something that comes out Monday mornings. But it's become like yeah. something that I realize I'm really looking forward to. Really like the um the method you have, like the doing the controversy, controversy, kind of doing a current events. Uh, having a movie of the week and then like assigned viewing. So like you kind of walk through directors or whatever. So not only, yeah. which is kind of something that we that, talked that about just was among my favorite us. Part. If you watch one movie by one director, of course, like the, these, these things are, are related. So it's worth talking about them together. So that's kind of cool how you guys have, have uh, shaped it to like watch a movie and talk about it in preparation for like a new yeah. release. So that's yeah, it's, you know, one of the things we hadn't really counted on is how complicated that gets to be when you start planning out, like, <laughs> oh, uh, like a whole month's worth of shows, because it's not just like, so like at the end of the show, I say, you know, and uh, the next week's assigned viewing is so I'm we're basically have to plan out like three to four weeks of content uh, in a row before like, we don't actually have to tape it all right then. But it's like, Okay, yeah. we're talking about this is the main attraction. This is the coming next week, and then next week's coming next week will be this. Like it, it just it, right. it gets to be a bit much. Uh, but but it's uh, I'm glad you're enjoying the show. It's it it's a lot of fun to tape. Um, I, uh, I, uh, I I really enjoy the trolling of Alyssa. It's really good. <laughs> I try I try to keep that uh, I try to keep that to 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 uh, to a minimum because at one point she did say you know I don't know that I always want to be the villain on the show and I'm like no it's not you're not the villain you're the hero I'm the villain no honestly uh, like know. I completely when she talked about Bong Joon Ho uh, this on this last episode I I completely agreed with everything she said. Eight out of ten times, I can definitely see where she's coming from, and it's fun to like get to hear that perspective because it and doesn't. We got it, we got, it, trade, we got trade talk this week, which was incredible. <laughs> I didn't I didn't expect that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's an interesting show, and I really do like getting all of the different perspectives yeah. uh, uh, in there because it is it's not it's not something that you see a lot of on shows like this. Usually, it's like three people who more or less agree yeah. with each other I and mean, like maybe they disagree about the movie that they're talking about or whatever but it's like they're all kind of coming at it from the same well, point of view sunny sunny how would you know you don't listen to podcasts 
That's a very good point. <laughs> I I actually this is why you I need to, to listen to the Crystalliza podcast. The one with Crystalliza that was like the entire premise of that podcast was love letter to Sunny Bunch. Let's, let's make Sunny <laughs> laugh. How can we make I, Sunny laugh? It's funny. I like I uh I I still have not listened to it actually, and I <laughs> I st- I I am going to never listen to it. I think and and until time, I was thinking like like that genuinely makes them sad funny. though. I wish I was. I wish my two co-hosts liked me as much as Vic and JBL like Sunny. Uh, now you're making me feel bad. <laughs> but I'm, I'm trolling them like you this. Should live, you should listen. <laughs> On that note, no, well, are, Thomas, though, oh, like, I, more? What, one last thing. Um, I, I could totally see how it's hard to like plan ahead. Uh, it being March second next week, we'll talk about St. Patrick's Day, which is coming up. So keep that in mind. Thank you, Sonny, so much for coming on the podcast. Looking at the calendar. Thank you for having me. Can oh. they hear my thumbs up? On the... <laughs> All right, show and tell on podcast is the best. Yeah, uh, Thomas did this whole uh, podcast in uh, Swedish chef garb. <laughs> can, can you close us out with a with a impression? Mark, 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 mark. <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. In the past week, I have rewatched almost all of Guy Ritchie's movies because I went to see The Gentleman and loved it. I thought it was terrific. Uh, and so I rewatched them all. And so I have a, a Guy Ritchie ranking from worst to best. Number six, Revolver. Five, Man from Uncle. Four, Rock and Roller. Three, Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels. Two, The Gentleman. And number one, Snatch. But abo- and, and then above number one is Jeff King Arthur. Uh, yeah, what what about Aladdin? Never heard of. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs>